0: This is the in Focus Podcast from The Hindu. Welcome to The Hindu's InFocus Podcast. I'm Zubeda Hamid, your host for today. Last month, the Supreme Court directed all states and union territories in the country to follow guidelines formulated by the Union Health Ministry to monitor unnecessary hysterectomies being performed. A hysterectomy is a surgical procedure to remove a woman's uterus and sometimes the surrounding organs and tissues. The PIL petition that the Supreme Court acted on was filed in 2013 by Dr. Narendra Gupta, a public health activist, who, during his work in Rajasthan, found that many women, primarily those from scheduled castes, scheduled tribes and other backward communities, who were still in their 20s and 30s, had undergone hysterectomies after being told that this was the only option they had to deal with the gynecological problems that they were suffering. Reports from multiple parts of India have indicated that this is a widespread problem. Economically disadvantaged women sometimes feel coerced into getting their uterus removed so that they can continue to work through the month without the problem of menstrual bleeding and pain. Lack of hygiene and sanitation contributes to gynecological problems and money for the surgery often leads to debt. On the other side are some hospitals that perform a large number of these surgeries. What do the Supreme Court's guidelines now mandate? Is women's health not given enough priority in India? How can the issue of these missing wombs be comprehensively dealt with? We explore these questions and more with Dr. narendra Gupta, a public health activist, advisor to the NGO Prayas, and associated with the Jan Swastya Abhiyan. Welcome to the Hindus in Focus podcast, Dr. Narendra Gupta.
1: Yes, good morning, Suveda.
0: Doctor, your PIL at the Supreme Court recently led to the court ordering that all states must adopt within three months the health ministry's guidelines on preventing unnecessary hysterectomies. Tell us about your case.
1: Yeah, so this uh, case, this public interest litigation was filed in 2013. Uh, after I found that in one of the districts of Rajasthan, large number of women, around 226, according to the newspaper reports, had undergone hysterectomy within a very short span of time. Uh, and almost all of these women were from villages. Uh, most of them belonged to uh, marginalized communities and from, from the socially excluded communities of uh, scheduled caste, scheduled tribes, and uh, other backward classes. So, I conducted a fact finding study with the support of a local organization there, uh, interviewed around 50 odd plus women who had undergone hysterectomy, and I found that most of these women uh, had gone to private hospitals uh, in one of the subdivisions of the district where quite a few private hospitals have been uh, in existence where when they went uh, they almost went through the similar experience and then ultimately ended up with uh, removal of their uteruses. the experiences was that uh, they, most of them had uh, gynecological morbidity, especially uh, painful uh, menstruation and abnormal uterine bleeding. It's heavy uh, uterine bleeding. And when they went, they were asked to undergo ultrasonography. And after that, the doctors, they said that you need to have your uteruses removed. And they hardly gave any time to them to even rethink or seek any second opinion or suggested any uh, non-surgical method. But they just asked them to go for hysterectomy. So that is the way it happened. And quite a few of these women said that the kind of problem which we had even prior to hysterectomy uh, still continues. And they later on felt that what happened to them was not the proper way of treatment. So taking that, uh, um, we decided that we should file a public interest litigation and bring some kind of restraint and some systems where gynecological morbidities are treated in a manner which is prescribed in uh, in the textbooks and is a prescribed manner. So,
0: what happened with the PIL doctor?
1: So, PIL was filed in 2013. And after that, the Supreme Court issued notices to the states of Bihar, Chhattisgarh and Rajasthan to uh, reply to the prayers which we had made in the PIL that uh, uh, they should investigate the matter. And, you know... uh, file their replies so the replies were filed by all the three states uh, of the actions which they undertook like in Chhattisgarh a committee was constituted and that committee uh, investigated uh, how many of these private hospitals have been doing uh, unnecessary extractivities and then decided to cancel the licenses of around eight private hospitals and doctors. Uh, Similarly, Bihar also did a study, uh, investigate and there in investigation also they found that uh, uh, many of these hospitals, government hospitals as well, had been doing hysterectomies unnecessarily and then uh, decided to pay compensation to some of these women. Rajasthan also did an investigation, but in the investigation, Uh, they couldn't come out with any very concrete uh, findings of wrongdoing. So uh, that is the way these replies were filed. And at the same time, under Rashtriya Swastabhima Yojana, which was one of the uh, national programs for uh, for, uh, workers of unorganized sector, uh, there also, uh, it was detected that large number of claims were made under RSBY was relating to hysterectomy. So then uh, it was decided that uh, within RSBY as well, that hysterectomy as a, as a procedure should only be uh, allowed in the government hospitals if uh, it is to be, uh, it is to be, paid through RSBY. So this thing continued and for several years there were no hearings on this. Uh, But then since last one and a half years uh, and especially after uh, the new Chief Justice of India took over, uh, this uh, case was rapidly heard, means number of hearings were uh, listed and then finally uh, a decision was Delivered.
0: So, Doctor, there seem to be a number of factors in this. One is that many, many women suffering from gynecological problems. The second seems to be uh, a section of hospitals where these procedures are being performed uh, very quickly without um, too many other options being given to women. So tell us about the the now the kind of reasons that you uncovered during your fact-finding as to why this is happening
1: yeah so uh, one of the things is that uh, in 2013 itself uh, we uh, tried to know from all different parts of the country about the prevalence of hysterectomy and for this uh, we uh, conducted one organized one uh, consultation or national consultation where persons from many different states especially gynecologists and uh, other people who have been working on this issue came together and based on that uh, we uh, made a recommendation to the government of india that if there could be national estimate of uh, uh, of uh, this extract to me through national family health survey which is to be conducted in 2015 2016 uh, so based on that uh, Uh, We'll get to know that uh, what is the number of women, what percentage of women are undergoing hysterectomy, at what age, and in which kind of facility, private or government. So these uh, recommendations were made and they were acceded to. Even in the consultation, during consultation, what we discovered is that whatever uh, case studies and Uh, small sample studies done in different parts of India showed that large number of women who have undergone hysterectomy are far, still have to complete their reproductive age. Means uh, the mean age at which uh, these women are undergoing hysterectomy range from 29 to 36 years. So they still had a long time to go. But the total number of hysterectomies are not really very high. But what is very alarming is that the mean age at which these women are undergoing hysterectomy was much less in comparison to the Western countries. In Western countries, hysterectomies are happening far more than in India. But the average is, means it's all just uh, postmenopausal menopausal at which uh, these hysterectomies are conducted there. And for uh, not for reasons like abnormal uterine bleeding, which has been the main reason here in India. So this was very, very alarming. And till then, there were not too many uh, studies to showcase uh, very clearly the after effects of hysterectomy in pre-menopausal women. And we still have lots of time to cover and complete their reproductive lifespan.
0: So it seems like, as you pointed out, the worrying trend is that the women over here are extremely young. So There have been uh, reports showing that this is happening across so many states in Telangana and Andhra Pradesh, in Maharashtra, in Rajasthan, as you pointed out, in Bihar and Chhattisgarh. Uh, what is the what is the who are these women who are undergoing a doctor? so from uh, are they daily wage laborers who require to who require to be working every single day and uh, is the abnormal uterine bleeding or menstrual cycle causing them difficulties with their work? is that is that one of the reasons that women are seeking out uh, help with their gynecological problems?
1: Um, Yeah, there have been uh, multiple uh, reasons and multiple motivations for women to undergo uh, hysterectomy. One is that certainly uh, there have been uh, gynecological morbidities among women, uh, which is uh, not the area of attention or area of focus uh, in the realm of uh, health care planning in India. Uh, If you could recall that women were, you know, seen more from the perspective of being mothers and their maternal health was noted and taken care of and there was a national program since 1952 on mother and child health. Uh, So women were clubbed with uh, children for for this purpose. But for the gynecological morbidities and issues related to uh, their gynecological Uh, issues Uh, not much was done till 1989 when uh, a study was conducted and showed that women have unprecedented uh, morbidity burden of gynecological uh, ailments and then uh, uh, this uh, conference called very popularly known as icpd international conference on population development was held in cairo and after that, uh, most countries in the world started uh, some kind of program on uh, to deal and address reproductive tract issues. And then this concept of reprodu- uh, sexual and reproductive health and rights uh, was conceived and pushed on. So that was the first time. But within this, uh, it was... Uh, the way it should have been, uh, the program should have been rolled out in India didn't happen too much because of uh, number of reasons uh, that that much of uh, qualified human resource was not available, uh, the devices and uh, that kind of a structure was not available. So, number of reasons. And uh, this uh, is a common occurrence that uh, women especially who are nutritionally weak and uh, who have to work throughout the day do experience who lots of gynecological uh, morbidities also because of the uh, issue of reproductive hygiene uh, also into it so uh, uh, as it happens in the family planning that the best method of contraception by understood by uh, the providers and also by the women is to get permanent method of contraception, that is sterilization. Mm-hmm. So similarly, I think they, they adopted the similar approach here. And for private doctors, especially because uh, 75%, in fact, two-third, not 75%, but two-third of these hysterectomies were happening into private sector, not into public health institutions. So it was good that uh, it fetched good amount of money instead of uh, keeping the women on on non-surgical method of treatment of their gynecological uh, morbidities, and uh, women were misled to believe that uh, by doing this they'll be uh, free from all kind of. Uh, Problems and uh, all kind of difficulties they have during periods and all kind of issues related to abnormal flow of blood and um, uh, they they can then work far more uh, efficiently. So all those reasons were cited and using those reasons, these hysterectomies began to happen.
0: So, there is a role that has been played by uh, unscrupulous uh, doctors of the private sector, do you think, doctor? And also, tell us about the role of the insurance programs that are being provided by the government and that are being used by the hospitals.
1: So, uh, certainly, yes. The doctors found that uh, they can get better, you know, uh, they can get a better amount from from the the person... uh, by doing hysterectomies by uh, instead of by treating them through non-surgical systems uh, they give all kind of reasons as i said before and uh, that is the way it, it, it went over i couldn't hear your second question very clearly the insurance part of it doctor yeah insurance yeah so in uh, this uh, after rsby then now we have aishman bharat pradhan mantri jan yojna so to begin with uh, this procedure of hysterectomy was allowed in both uh, private sector and public sector but in 2019 when they noted that uh, they're getting large number of claims of hysterectomy and most of them were coming from the private health providers then Uh, they reviewed it and based on that review it was decided that hysterectomy should be uh, removed from the uh, private sector portfolio under ABPMG. Uh, And this was done essentially because they noted that again there also large number of women who were subjected to hysterectomy were less than 40 years of age. So RPL was that Uh, We should, one is that bring uh, a procedure, a protocol, uh, SOP standard of procedure for uh, treatment of gynecological morbidities uh, and uh, unless those systems are not followed and straight away hysterectomies are conducted, then these should be definitely examined, audited and found out why why they were indicated and why were they performed and uh, Especially for women who are of less than 40 years.
0: So tell us what can the problems be, doctor? We know that uh, that we know that the mean reproductive the mean age at which hysterectomies are performed in India is, as you told us, significantly lower than the age that it is performed in other countries. So what what can happen? what, are the, what does research tell us about how it affects the body when you under, undergo a hysterectomy so early in your life?
1: Yeah, so emerging evidence is that that all kind of uh, other organs of the body get affected by doing this early hysterectomies. Um, All kind of things could happen, uh, starting from your organs malfunctioning like kidney, liver, uh, there could be issues of mental health. Uh, all of these but uh, not too many studies have so far been conducted in india on after effects of hysterectomy at early age Uh, these are all from the western world and uh, uh, so uh, there's always a possibility that these things might have been happening to these women who had undergone hysterectomy and um, very soon uh, studies in fact icmr is seized with the matter and they are going to launch few studies and uh, one of them is already on animal.
0: On the effects of what happens to women who have undergone early hysterectomies?
1: Early hysterectomies, yes. Right.
0: You were telling us a little bit about uh, the fact that uh, in your findings, a lot of the women who underwent these were from marginalized communities. Uh, We have uh, news reports have also said that a lot of them uh, get into another cycle of debt because of the surgery in the sense that they borrow the money to go for the surgery. And then uh, because of the after effects of the surgery and health complications, they are not able to work and therefore the debt becomes worse. Is that what you have seen also, doctor?
1: I didn't do a very, very detailed investigation, but uh, there have been instances like this where women uh, were misled to uh, uh, that hysterectomy is the final answer for your all kind of uh, problems which you are experiencing as far as uh, reproductive tracts are concerned. Uh, and in desperation, uh, they borrowed money and because of that, uh, they got into debt and that debt couldn't be cleared and it you know built up a cycle of uh continuous debt trap so uh, and they became worse off economically by 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 using this uh, debt and getting their uteruses removed and it affected the entire family for that matter certainly but uh, not any systematic uh, work has been done but there are anecdotal uh, information on this
0: Doctor, tell us about what uh, the center, uh, when uh, this came up for hearing in the Supreme Court, said that it has framed guidelines in 2022 as to when a hysterectomy needs to be done and that these guidelines had been forwarded to all the states. Could you tell us a little bit about this?
1: Yes, certainly. So, uh, see, these guidelines were framed sometime in 2019. What happened is that after NFHS 4 uh, data became available uh, we in 2018 also organized a consultation uh, where we invited all gynecologists uh, the senior most gynecologists of these con- of the country and we deliberated on the data and based on data uh, it was found that yes uh, the mean age at which uh, are happening is much less in comparison to and what op- in uh, as a, as a matter of uh, protocol, should should happen. So uh, need is there to frame guidelines for management of abnormal uterine bleeding, and for uh, to to uh, you know how, how to go about doing uh, treatment for gyneco- other gynecological morbidities for which otherwise hysterectomy is taken as a first line line of action as a first choice. So uh, uh, based on that, in 2019, Government of India uh, organized itself. Government of India itself organized one uh, consultation. Even I was part of it. And there, this process of uh, framing the guidelines uh, started. And these guidelines were accepted then by, by the government and disseminated to all the states. Saying that uh, uh, this is what uh, should be done uh, by all states, and this should be the procedure for which uh, all states should should accept and adopt. So, in 2022, they were they were disseminated, but as I understand, uh, guidelines are just guidelines. So, uh, states are not duty bound to you know uh, adhere to them, follow them, or take note of them. But after the Supreme Court judgment, uh, these guidelines have become legally binding.
0: So what happens as part of the guidelines? Uh, they wanted to set up district level and state level committees uh, to go through how many hysterectomies were being done, correct?
1: Yeah, in uh, these guidelines, uh, besides the to- uh, all clinical protocols given for management of uh, uh, gynecological mobility. the other aspect is the operational part of it and for that all states have been advised that they should uh, constitute district monitoring committees and state monitoring committees and besides that there is a national monitoring committee also so district monitoring committee should meet once every month uh, they should record all the hysterectomies which happened in the district audit Hysterectomy of women who are who are of less than forty years of age, and then uh, find out if they were done for the uh, the indication was uh, clear, and if not clear, then uh, appropriate action is taken against the operating surgeon and the institution.
0: In your opinion, doctor, are these guidelines sufficient? Are they implementable to the extent that in order to stop unnecessary hysterectomies? Uh,
1: guidelines uh, are fine, guidelines are okay, uh, but within the order, I think uh, uh, they have not very clearly spelt out. In fact, in one of the letters issued, they have written that all hysterectomies should be audited, but that that's not needed and required and uh, it's been uh, equated with maternal death audit but maternal deaths are very rare events, means they are rare events but hysterectomies happen very regularly so uh, so, but then these are implementable certainly implementable and why they could be implemented is that uh, now we have those kind of infrastructures and uh, medicines and devices uh, available however some of the you know alternative treatment for uh, you know treating this gynecological morbidity especially abnormal uterine bleeding are expensive but so there's an attempt that uh, if these could be brought under uh, pmj pradhan mantri jan so that women could access uh, these treatments free or at highly subsidized uh, rate.
0: So do you think, doctor, that the larger issue continues to be uh, a lack of attention given to women's gynecological problems along with uh, poor sanitation uh, that many of the women in India continue to live in these
1: conditions? Yes, yes certainly, uh, because still large number of women live in such situations where not only you know there's a whole cycle that uh, women uh, being the you know societal norms of discrimination uh, uh, they remain continuously undernourished uh, right from the birth and they their early marriages especially in uh, uh, women from uh poor socioeconomic background. Uh, then they begin to, you know, uh, have children at younger age. Then they go under sterilization. And then finally, uh, hysterectomy. So we also found that there is a chain uh, uh, kind of a thing which, which, which is there. And uh, because of the poor reproductive hygiene, uh, uh, whatever gynecological ailments which could be benign in nature also become severe so because of uh, lack
0: of access to water etc
1: yes, yes 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 because the lack of access to water and their awareness about these issues and and because of the taboo around yes. around sexual and especially gynecological problems so women will not uh, report about these uh, problems for a long time they'll suffer in silence and then then when it becomes unbearable then only they, they uh, begin to act on it
0: anecdotally doctor from what you have seen did women suffer from after effects of the hysterectomy as well
1: yes, yes certainly and as i said that uh, these things uh, do happen but um, so far they were not uh, linked up with hysterectomy One because these are other organs which uh, which are affected by this and not enough work has been done and these women also don't report you see uh, in 1989 study when uh, this uh, women were subjected to uh, for examination whole lots of women thought that abnormal uterine bleeding or white uh, discharge like leucorrhea and all this is a normal thing natural thing uh, it happens to everybody because it was happening to so many, so many of them. So, uh, so, uh, so that is uh, normalization of gy- gynecological morbidities. One could say is is there within uh, uh, women of certain socioeconomic strata, and they don't report it for for a long time till it becomes unbearable. And similarly, this happens the after effects, and especially after effects on your uh mental condition has been recorded even in India since a long
0: time. Would you say that there's economic pressure as well for them to do this, doctor? From within the families, I mean, in terms of, uh, as you said, uh, the doctors tell them that once your uterus is removed, you'll possibly be able to work for longer and you won't have to uh, maybe take leave for any sort of uh, menstrual cycle problems, etc.
1: Yeah, this happened. Uh, in fact, some of the employers demand that women undergo hysterectomy. The cases from Bihar, Maharashtra, where large number of women uh, were uh, in a way coerced to uh, coerce for hysterectomy before they are employed for sugarcane cutting, uh, because uh, they said uh, employer said that it's a a time-bound program within this short span we have to get the entire sugarcane cut and for that uh, we need somebody to work on a continuing basis and women during their periods try to either they become uh, physically so weak that they can't work or they uh, they just go out of work and then uh our, our means we we have to you know uh, get somebody else, and this causes hassle. So women who have got their uteruses removed only will be applied. So uh, these kind of things uh, do happen in other sectors as well. It's not only in this. And uh, so economic compulsions also from, uh, also pressurize women uh, to undergo this uh, by by getting a uh, wrong information.
0: So the larger issue seems to be that the lack of information that on the uterus' purpose it seems to be thought of as a disposable organ to be removed once your child once your childbearing is done.
1: Correct? Yeah, that is the way it is posed. That is the way it is uh, explained to women to undergo because uh, in our fact finding uh, fact finding which we did in twenty thirteen most of these women said that when uh, the doctor told us after seeing the report of ultrasonography that your uterus already has become bad and it it may turn into cancer and you if you have already completed your uh, family like the number of children you want to have then get rid of it because uh, uh, not only uh, you are relieved from your these uh, uh, monthly mass uh, you also uh, are getting yourself uh, preventing getting cancer wow
0: last question doctor what do you, what has the NFHS said is the prevalence right now and uh, is that an alarming prevalence
1: see there are two issues as far as the prevalence is concerned one is that the number of streptomy is happening in India much less in comparison to the western world where from the data is available but Mean is, is still 37 years, so that's some you know, area of concern. Uh, between NFHS-4 and NFHS-5, the prevalence rate has not changed much; it's more or less the same. But at the same time, the equally equally alarm, I would say, a matter of concern is that large number of women who perhaps need hysterectomies. Uh, post-menopausal women who need hysterectomies, they may not be getting it. Uh, uh, and they may be suffering quite a lot. So there's still data to be collected on, on, on that, that uh, what could be the women number of women or percentage of women who, who, who need uh, hysterectomies but have no access to it. Uh, here in the pre-menopausal period, women have these kind of uh, abnormal uterine bleeding, painful uterine bleeding, heavy menstrual bleeding. So they do uh, they do approach to the medical facilities. But in other cases, like in case of prolapse of uterus or other other gynecological ailments, post-menopausal women may not be getting services. So. Uh, We need to take a more comprehensive uh, approach and take a complete uh, holistic approach uh, in terms of addressing this issue of gynecological morbidities post and pre-minimum
0: Would that mean access to care at the primary health center level uh, for gynecological services for women?
1: Absolutely. See, within the primary health system so far, there is no appropriately designed uh, uh, program or scheme uh, to to address this issue, which is the most important thing to happen. If that begins to happen, surely many of these strectomies which are happening unnecessarily unindicated can be prevented. Uh, because women begin to report the issues early and uh, can be treated early uh, if that begins to happen but uh, and then an education program is important uh, so that women get to know a lot more about uh, that these are the things to be reported as early as possible and then seek treatment for it and some kind of the taboos which are around it also need to be to be taken out. So uh, more comprehensive approach is, is essential and uh, uh, some kind of a, uh, you know, people's response uh, should be should be built up, built up around this.
0: Thank you so much for speaking to us today, Dr. Narendra Gupta.
1: Thank you. Thank you very much. In Focus we will be back soon with analysis of the biggest news issues. In the meantime, you can find our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher and other platforms. Just search for In Focus by the Hindu. We'll see you soon.